Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we present best practices and principles to help you build your great life. In last week's episode, we talked about defining our core values and setting goals to help us live them. Every other week, we'll be reviewing a book we just read. This week will be our 16th book review. But first, we want to give you a shout out. There's a lot that you could be doing right now. You could be checking social media, listening to the radio, or watching Netflix. Instead, you are taking time to become better for those around you. Thank you for being here. And I really want to thank you for the support with the giveaway. It means more than you know. I think we should all have to start something just to see how reliant we are on each other. I know people went outside their comfort zone to share the podcast and to put stuff on social media, and it really does mean so much to us. The reviews and sharing the podcast make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. We're really excited to share this week's book because it's so applicable to the hard times we are going through right now. It was recommended by my sister-in-law. She's a marriage and family therapist. You can find her on Instagram. Her name or whatever you're supposed to call it is Therapy with Caitlin. She does great work and I'm so appreciative that she shared this book recommendation with us. We love getting recommendations, so if there's a book you want us to review for you, we'd be more than happy to. You can uh, just give us a note in the anonymous feedback section in the podcast notes. So this week's book is called Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead, and it's written by Brene Brown. She's a professor, researcher, and author with one of the most watched TED Talks ever. It has 47 million views. So this has gotten to be really popular because I think it is something that is really applicable for all of us. And it's something that hopefully you can find uh, will, will help you in your daily life. I just wanted to quickly mention where the title comes from because it's a metaphor that she uses throughout the book. The phrase, daring greatly, is from Teddy Roosevelt's speech, Citizenship in a Republic. And it's sometimes referred to as the man in the arena quote. We've shared it before. I think it's super powerful. Um, And I just want to share a couple parts of it. I took out some parts so it wouldn't be quite as long. But I think this is so important to remember anytime we go after something, anytime we are putting ourselves in the arena, anytime we are daring greatly, we have to remember the principles that he shares in this quote. He says, It is not the critic who counts. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, 
who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So I love that message. I think it's so important to remember that if we're not pushing ourselves, we're never going to reach our full potential. But when we do push ourselves, we're going to fall short. That's how we're going to find our limits and what we're really capable of. And it's okay to fail because we'll do it while we're daring greatly. So I really recommend this book. It goes in depth on some super important topics. There's great stuff on leadership, really good lessons about parenting, even though I have zero experience being a dad. Looking forward to that day, but I think there's some great lessons there too. But as we like to do with these book reviews, we want to just focus on our top three takeaways. And so I'll just briefly introduce those and then we'll go through them one by one. So the three main takeaways that we got out of this are one, the importance of connection, two, the power of vulnerability, and three, the damage of not being vulnerable. The first main takeaway from this book is the importance of connection. Brene Brown says, connection is why we're here. We are hardwired to connect with others. It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives. And without it, there's suffering. I love that quote because I think we're all feeling some of that suffering right now. When we're separated and socially distanced with the pandemic, and we're experiencing a different life with the quarantine, I think we all feel that yearning for connection. And this is such a powerful lesson and principle because it helps reveal what's truly important in our life. She goes on and says, connection is what gives our lives meaning and purpose. And this is so critical to remember because it helps us to prioritize and focus on what matters most. It shows us that life isn't just about the next promotion or having the nicest car or the nicest house, but it's about the people in our life and the relationships that give our lives meaning and purpose. And I think that we intuitively all know that, but it's powerful when Brene Brown talks about what separates us. Because we all want connection, but it can be really tough to find. And a lot of times we set up those barriers and those obstacles that hold us back. She says, shame that we aren't good enough is what separates us. Just like Roosevelt advised, when we dare greatly, we will err and we will come up short again and again. We can't equate defeat with being unworthy of love, belonging, and joy. So I really like what she's getting at, and it gets to the distinction between shame and guilt. Guilt is that I did bad. It's a good thing. It shows us that we can change and become better. But shame instead tells us that I am bad, that I'm not a good person, I'm lazy, I'm slow, whatever it may be. And so I really like how she's talking about with this shame, it separates us because it's when we're telling ourselves, I'm not a good enough friend, I'm not a good enough son, husband, spouse, whatever it may be. And one way, we'll talk more about vulnerability and how helpful that is to put ourselves out there. But she also mentions the importance of gratitude. 
She says, practicing gratitude is how you acknowledge that there's enough and that you are enough. And just to close this section out, she says, people who have a strong sense of connection are people who believe they are worthy of love and kindness. Realize that you are enough and it will change how you interact with the world. The second main takeaway from the book is the power of vulnerability. And again, this is so applicable and so critical with the tough times we are all going through right now. Before we get into it, Brene Brown defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. As we just talked about, we are here for connection, but we can't connect with others unless we allow ourselves to be seen and to be vulnerable. And I really like that she she has a balanced perspective on this, and she recognizes that vulnerability is not oversharing. I think in today's age of social media, it can feel like we have to put everything out there and show the world our whole life. And for some people, they find comfort in that, it works for them. But for a lot of people, that's not comfortable, that's not who they are, and that's not what we have to do to be vulnerable. It's about being open and honest with ourselves and with others. And she also addresses some of the myths about vulnerability that make it so hard. And so the first myth, which I think is the biggest one, is that vulnerability is weakness. And this is so critical because this is something that we see a lot of in the military. I think there can be a stigma around mental health and around being open and honest. And it's so unfortunate because it's led to people not getting the help that they need. It's one of the reasons why one of my favorite quotes comes from Marcus Aurelius. We talked about it in the book review, Meditations. And he says in his book, don't be ashamed to need help. Like a soldier storming a wall, you have a mission to accomplish. And if you've been wounded, and you need a comrade to pull you up, so what? And I love that mentality because we've all been wounded and in the future we're all gonna be wounded again. Mentally, physically, emotionally, we're all gonna go through tough times. And if we don't take a second to ask for help, if we don't let someone pull us up, then it's just going to become worse. And so, Vulnerability is not a weakness, it's a strength and it's a huge sign of courage, which we'll talk about more. And what's interesting is she, she notices the really powerful paradox that vulnerability is the last thing we want someone to see in us, but it's the first thing we look for in someone else. So we don't wanna be vulnerable, we don't wanna appear weak, but we want someone else to be vulnerable so that we can share with them. And this gets to the point that when someone is vulnerable, it gives us permission to be open and honest ourselves. So we don't see it as weakness, we see it as courage. And as Brene Brown says, it's daring greatly. And I also really like vulnerability because I think there's a sense of humility. She says that there's nothing more important than having the courage to say, I don't know and I messed up. 
Being honest and open is key to success in every part of our lives. This is so true. When I think back to some of the best leaders I've had, some of the best friends that I've had, they've been willing to be open and honest. They've had this, the strength to say that they're going through a hard time. This shows that they're human and that they're struggling as well. And when a leader does that, it gives the people following them permission to do the same. Brene Brown says, We must walk into the arena with courage and the willingness to engage. We must dare to show up and let ourselves be seen. And to close out this section, just showing again the importance of vulnerability and how much it can help us in our life. She says, Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose or deeper and more meaningful lives, vulnerability is the path. The last main takeaway that we wanted to share from the book is the damage of not being vulnerable. And at least for me, this is so powerful because a lot of times we might hear people say, well, I'm just not a vulnerable person. I don't want to put myself out there. And it's true that we can make that choice, but we are also choosing the consequences. And one of the consequences that Brene Brown talks about is the effects of numbing when we try to numb our emotions. So instead of being vulnerable and getting the support we need, we try to numb our emotions with food, work, TV, busyness, social media, etc. But Brene Brown makes the great point that we can't only numb the bad emotions, we also numb the good ones. And so we're holding ourselves back from feeling the joy, the peace, the happiness that we all need in our life when we numb ourselves with those other activities. But she is, again, she's balanced and she recognizes that those things aren't always bad. It's not what we do, it's why we do it that makes the difference. So to overcome numbing, Brene Brown suggests three things. One, learn how to actually feel our feelings. Two, stay mindful about those numbing behaviors, so notice when we're doing them and what leads to them. And three, learn how to lean into the discomfort of hard emotions. So don't be afraid of them, but again, try to explore them and see what led us down that path. And another consequence of not being vulnerable is comparison. She says, we compare our lives to unattainable, media-driven visions of perfection. We hold up our reality against our own fictional account of how great someone else has it. And this gets back to the idea that when we're open and honest, it gives other people in our life permission to do the same. But when we struggle with comparison, it leads to shame because it makes us think that we're not good enough. And again, just to review, when we talked about guilt, that helps us to change our behavior, but shame tells us we can't change. 
And as Brene Brown says, shame is highly correlated with addiction, violence, aggression, depression, eating disorders, and bullying. And so she talks about how we can overcome shame and how we can become stronger and more resilient. And she gives three different ways to do it. The first is to practice courage and reach out. So don't be afraid to talk to others and to show them what we are struggling with so that we can get the help that we need. The second, and I think this is really key, is to talk to ourselves the way we would talk to someone we really love. I think a lot of times we're harsher on ourselves than we would ever be with anyone else. But if we can give ourselves a little bit of charity and a little bit of grace, then we can recognize that we are all struggling. We're all gonna have our ups and our downs and it's okay and we can keep fighting and we can come back again stronger tomorrow. And the third and the last way that she talks about overcoming shame is to own the story. She says, if you own the story, you get to write the ending. And I really like this idea. This is something I've talked about working in the Air Force with victims of sexual assault. But something they've trained us to try to talk about with them is that they're not just victims. They're also survivors. They've overcome incredible trauma and it's true that there's post-traumatic stress, but there's also post-traumatic growth. And by viewing themselves as survivors, they're appreciating the strength that they have within them. And the last thing she talks about how we can overcome shame is to normalize it. To recognize that we are all going through hard times, that we're not alone, and that we're all experiencing similar struggles. And another consequence of not being vulnerable is that we struggle with perfectionism and we think that we have to be perfect because everyone else seems to be perfect. And one way to overcome this is to recognize the power of small steps and to recognize that it's okay to be a little bit broken. I think about the Ernest Hemingway quote. He says or said that everyone is broken by life but some people are stronger in the broken places. So it's so important that we don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Brene Brown says, the 20 minute walk that I do is better than the four mile run that I don't do. So it's always better to do something small than nothing at all. And as we do that, we can build momentum and we can start to see those changes in our life that can show us that we can change and we can become better. And so the last consequence of not being vulnerable is that it can make us struggle to be creative. Brene Brown says, the most significant barrier to creativity and innovation is the fear of introducing an idea and being ridiculed. The problem is that innovative ideas often sound crazy but failure and learning are part of the process. In conclusion, we really wanna recommend this book. It goes into depth about really important topics that can change our relationships, that help us show the importance of connection, the power of vulnerability, 
and the damage of not being vulnerable. There's so much good in there, we can't cover it all. Um, so and again, it's a great book. If nothing else, you can watch the TED Talk and see her talk about some of this. And to close, we just wanna share one final quote from the book and one more thought. Brene Brown says, daring greatly is not about winning or losing. It's about courage. Victory is taking off the armor, showing up and engaging. And so in the end, we don't wanna have any regrets. We don't wanna be afraid to step into our arena. In the end, we'll either know the triumph of high achievement or even if we fail, at least we'll fail while daring greatly. We hope this book review can help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thanks for listening. We know your time is super valuable. It means a lot that you're here. And thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of others, and build your great life. Thank you.